Josh had a rant saved up, yes, so I want to hear this rant. rant. Oh, uh, so so let's 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 uh, in in that ap- in that aspect is. Come on, I he you go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, what was it? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Josh, I'm watching you this entire time try to pick like a hair out of your microphone. What the heck is going on over there? It was a hair. <laughs> what? How do you get a hair stuck in your microphone? I don't know. Is it Enforcer's hair or your hair? <laughs> it was short and white, so I don't know who's yours. What? What? <laughs> Getting old there, Josh. Yeah. I guess so. I officially get to pass off the title of old man to both of you now. So what I am, what are you talking about? What <laughs> Grand Rapids? Bruh. <laughs> you came back from the concert. Uh, Metal I con- can't move. My elbow hurts. <laughs> Metal's intense, <laughs> man. <laughs> so yes, I get to push off old man onto you and you, because like we discussed last week, Enforcer said you go to bed early now. And speaking of Grand Rapids. I forgot something. Forgot. I forgot the unicorn horn. <laughs> Corn horn. Although I was tempted to buy one at uh, Meyer. <clears throat> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Walked up behind him while he was uh, getting a toothbrush that he didn't use. I did do use it <laughs> later on the day. Wait, wait for for your mouth or for the toilet? For his mouth. What? Why okay, would he want one for his toilet? We I were in know. a hotel. Yeah, hotels so? clean their own toilets. Yeah, bro. maybe they missed the spot. Okay, he is not that way about toilets where it has to be 100 percent spotless clean. <laughs> Yeah, oh, Josh. I know. Oh, <laughs> wow. I'm kidding. Um, I'm kidding. Aaron, if you want me to pause this here so he can de- do some dis- damage. <laughs> I got nothing right now. Anyways. No. So we were at Meyer and he was looking at toothbrushes that, uh, like I said, he didn't use it before going to the concert. So after the concert, he's like, yeah, I feel something growing on my teeth. <laughs> Wait, wait, growing. Wait, he said growing? Yeah. No, I felt something. I don't know. This is my teeth. No, you said something about growing on your I teeth. not growing. <laughs> it was because I, I, I have a chip in my tooth. <laughs> yeah. Because I talked to him. I was like, man, you're nasty not using your toothbrush before going to the concert. <laughs> but then I remembered, oh, wait, he's going to a metal concert. So, you know, he's probably the cleanest one there. <laughs> man, I would be. <laughs> Let's very... be honest. Oh, I mean, I'm, well, that's a compliment. Maybe question mark. If oh. you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so sorry, I'm playing with my new toy. <laughs> So, yeah, and, but it was fun. I, I did put a unicorn horn on him, like I said, but I told him I wouldn't purchase it and make him wear it because I was dumb and forgot it literally in the front seat of my car. And I even had a backup horn, and I forgot both. Well, there is always good old Facebook. What about, what about Facebook? It, the, the moments passed? It's no What's good Facebook anymore. What's going to do? Oh, he still, we, you bought it to put on his head. We you know still what? have to make sure it makes it. You know what? He's going to have another concert at some point. I'm going to save it until then. Because <laughs> okay. I can wear it at my gig. <laughs> hey, there you go. You know, um, and maybe by then, maybe we'll be, have a few more hundred downloads. Actually, right. thank you for anyone who has downloaded. Thank I mean, we we just hit 110 downloads the minute before uh, we started recording this here. And we're recording on Saturday the 23rd. So, Honestly, for three episodes in, that's pretty cool. I didn't imagine that. I figured we'd maybe be at 10, you know, immediate oh family and friends. <laughs> wow. Excuse you know, you. so that's all I thought that we would have. But no, we're at 100, and we're not just in the U.S., which is weird. 
Ireland, Spain, France, Germany, Russia, Japan, India. India. We're international. Yeah. So (laughs) I I don't know if that's by mistake, if those are bots or if those are real people. (laughs) Well, I hope you're a real person. Well, in uh, it's France and Ireland where we have multiple downloads each country. So if you are from overseas, thank you. Seriously, thank you. That's kind of weird and kind of cool at the same time. I won't, I won't <laughs> lie. And for anyone else in the United States, please continue downloading. Please continue listening and please rate us on iTunes. I see that people are downloading from iTunes, but iTunes refuses to tell me how many. So thank you, Apple. But that being said, today we're going to have another uh, interesting conversation, I think. And Joshy Boy is going over his notes real quick. We're going to talk about uh, language. The topic we have down here is self-limits on language. And Josh, don't pout over there. Don't pout. It's okay. <laughs> so I think this is a, actually kind of a timely topic. I was out in Grand Rapids with Aaron this past week and visiting my buddy there, uh, Ben Crocker. And he and his co-host just did a podcast on Sunday, and they do the Threads podcast. And they did the topic of I'm Christian, but I cuss sometimes. And it was interesting. I thought it, it fit just great at the same time as this did. So if you're listening to this and you enjoy this, I recommend you go and check out Threads podcast. Um, it's a good one as well. It's just two buddies who talk and have fun, you know, sort of kind of how we three have fun as well. But they bring that topic up and they have a third person for that one as well. Language, self-limiting language. So I have a very... I guess you could say interesting perspective on this. And of course it's going to be coming from the Christian side of things, but at the same time, it's also going to be coming from, I guess you could say the programmer in me since I do a lot of computer programming. So I look at it maybe a little bit differently than maybe both of you do on language. What I'll do is I'll open it up to you two guys. You got any uh, thoughts, initial thoughts, initial statements you want to kick off on this or do you want me to start my stuff? Go ahead, start your stuff. Oh, you you want me to start my stuff here. Okay, so self-limits on language. And how am I going to put this easily? I'm going to put it this way. What is language? What is language? Seriously, what is the what is language? Hello, Bueller? You went up to the mic first, Mr. Johnson. Uh, Mr. Brewer, what, what's language? Uh, language is a way to express thoughts, feelings. Um, a way to communicate. Well, I guess it depends on what kind of language, because there's different types of language. We're just talking language. Language. Oh, why does he have to do this to me? <laughs> because it's easy. That's why. Johnson, language. Communication. Communication. That it? I don't know. I mean. And see, yeah. I, guess, I guess this is maybe where. What are you thinking about language? And I see this is maybe where my background's a little bit different, where I think of things. So, like, when you think of computer language, let's look at that, right? A computer language is a series of symbols. And those symbols brought together logically make sense. Like ones and zeros? Not necessarily even ones and zeros. We're talking plus, minus, zero, um, nine, A, dollar sign, you know, any of those things. Those symbols are arranged in a way that makes sense. Same thing with, like, let's say English language. It's a series of symbols, in this case, letters, 26 letters in our alphabet, that we bring together to make sense of things. We 
give meaning to those words based on how those symbols are arranged. Get, follow along where I'm going here? Mm-hmm. So when I look at it that way, I'm almost looking at it like, okay, if self-limiting, a.k.a. you know, cussing or whatever in language, where is that power of that word coming from? Because obviously, if I'm subscribing to the theory that language is a series of symbols put, strung together, there's no inherent language behind any, there's no inherent power behind any words. And I started by blowing up your brains. <laughs> Great. <laughs> this is what happens when you let me go first. Brain malfunction. Brain malfunction. <laughs> Error. 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 Try putting a try catch statement in there and you might be able to get out of there. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> makes like, sense. Uh, makes a hundred percent sense to me. <laughs> All of you others are like, huh? Computer again, computer thing. You know, again, that's part of the computer language. A series of symbols I can throw around language and ex- I expect things. Uh, so that was one of my first thoughts with this. You know, I, I say there's also is you know yeah there's the uh, the digital world. Well, computer programming language, language. Yeah. and there's the physical, you know, spoken and written, and then there's another form of physical words, body too. Yeah, body language. Body language. But when it, and at least in my head, when it all comes down, it all translates down to that it's a series of symbols or gestures in a row that we give meaning to. And where does that meaning come from? Whatever is whatever you put behind it, isn't it? Yeah, but. What dictates that meaning? Society and culture. True. And because one society and culture, certain words may be unoffensive in one culture, but completely offensive in another. Or one hand motion might be completely innocent in one. And what was it? (laughs) Now, this is what I've been told by, by people, but peace sign in America, you know, is, you know, Innocent represents peace, but when you go overseas to the Middle East and certain parts over there, the peace sign is like giving the middle finger. So our soldiers would be over there doing peace, and they'd be perceiving it as the middle finger. So, oh, there, yep, there's that. There's also okay. I'm going to ask you this, and if you read the notes, you'd know this. What word? It's an it's a word that starts with F. Okay. It's not the F word you're thinking of, Johnson. I see you laughing over there. Uh, it's not the F word that you're thinking of, but over in Britain, actually, and this is a very common word that we say over here. Well, uh, parents might say it more than anything. You know, normally, like, I'm not going to say that word, but like parents may have to their kids when the kid's in trouble or something. Um, but to us over in America, it's very common. It's not, nothing wrong with it but over on the british side of um, of the pond there if you call it that it's a uh, like a, a slang term for the female anatomy what what you don't know so i the word is fanny fanny f a n n y like a fanny pack or a fanny, like your bottom, your yeah, butt, like, you like know, you know, like, that's why I said normally, like a parent would say that to like their kid. Bring your fanny over here so I can smack it. Yeah. And over there, it's deemed as something 
it, it's it means the female. That's weird. Yeah. So you know, culturally, even there's differences. You know, is it considering that we all? Well, I say we all, but our country originated from Great Britain. Yeah. Here's another one that's um, that's kind of could seen is seen as a little obscene over in Europe or not Europe, uh, Britain. Pants. Wait, what? Pants. Pants. P a n t s. Yeah. Pants. What's wrong with pants? What do they mean over in Britain? Oh no. The male anatomy? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Put your pants on. <laughs> Whoa. <that's laughs> how does that work? How does that work there, Brewer? Uh, I don't know how you would take them off. <laughs> so this phrase would be considered a little offensive. Excuse me. I can't help admire your pants. Where did you get them from? But, uh, what? Because pants over there mean like they're undergarments or underwear. What? Pantalones. They, they use uh, like and like as their jeans and that. It's trousers. Tra- trousers. Just like the whole oh, soda yeah. and pop deal here in the states. All right. Water fountain but, or a butler. Why is yeah. that offensive? I like your pants. I mean, what well, I mean, like your underwear. I mean, it's like you walk up to a girl. I like your bra and your your underwear. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What? Wow, why you? Yeah, you know, I mean, I I can see where it's uh, man. <laughs> so you know, another example, bugger. 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 Yeah. Mugger. Bugger. Bugger. B-U-G-G-E-R. Aaron's a bugger. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Uh-oh. Actually, I know Uh-oh. he's not. <laughs> Uh-oh. What, is, what does it mean? You got to guess, Aaron? I don't know. <clears throat> over, you know, over here, you know, we use it all the time. Uh, but over there, it's an archaic slang word for a homosexual man. A bugger? Yeah. <laughs> sure, would... Aaron's not a bugger. I'm sure. What? So I always figured a bugger was just like, I don't know, like just an annoying person. That's how we use it over here yeah. in America. But over yeah. in Britain, that's how they know yeah. it as. That's, man, why do? Why does it all have to be different? <laughs> this hurts. And actually, that um, that those words I just brought up, but there's a couple yeah. more in there. Like, um, well, like one we. We know what it means, so I won't even go over it. But, like, one, you know, you go, like, that kid has a lot of spunk. <laughs> a lot of spunk. You know. Mm. But over there, that means semen. Really? <laughs> yeah. So That's interesting. And this was an article brought um, that I found. It was from BBC America. Mm. So, you know, it was, you know, a BBC America saying, hey, look, these are some words that maybe some American tourists will say that. Don't exactly mean the same thing over here. Right. Or it's also, <laughs> if you're going to Britain from America, maybe be careful. Because I was reading an article where there was, uh, it was going on, it was about uh, this English couple driving um, a, a pastor from America. And, you know, it was the pastor and his wife and they're driving, da, da, da. And they get to the house where they're staying at, where the English host is hosting them. And, you know, the English host goes, can I talk to you, pastor, for a moment? He's like, yeah, sure. What's up? He's like, I don't appreciate you and your wife using the F word in my car. And the pastor's like, wait, what? what, what, what I didn't swear. And they were using the word fanny. <laughs> and it was just so vulgar to them. That's wild. Again, coming down to that whole concept of language is culturally sensitive. Yeah. Which is then coming back to where, like I said, where I look at it, where language is a series of symbols that are brought together to give meaning to it. Mm. It makes sense to me in that way. 
<clears throat> Boy, we really need Paul for these podcasts. You and I would have no substance. Besides being weird, stupid, funny. Well, now I'm depressed about my life. Thanks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, wow. I'm going to kick you in the fanny. <laughs> <laughs> Better hope this doesn't reach Great Britain. I don't like I'm, that, Eric. Oh, yeah. We might have to label it as explicit or in Great Britain. Now. Oh, no. <laughs> Shoot. Okay. Well, okay. So, Gotta talking, check every country. Talking of explicit. Yeah. What does explicit, what did it originally mean? Um, don't remember. Don't look at the notes. I'm not looking at it. I don't know. To be, I mean, I never really thought of that. I pulled this up from Webster Dictionary. Uh-oh. So, uh, Webster. There, there's two different ways. You can think of it as like a noun or an adjective. So, is an, as a noun, an expletive is a syllable, word, or phrase inserted to fill a vacancy without adding to the sense. Of the word or phrase. Hmm. In other words, it's just there to fill fill space. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, that's what explicit. That's explicit. what is explicit. Or it's an exclamatory word or phrase. They also say it's one that serves to fill out or as a filling. If you're using it as an adjective, it means serving to fill up. Huh. <laughs> Notice what Webster huh. doesn't do a lot of in there. Never does it say anything about it being necessarily profanity, obscene. Offensive language. Originally, explicit language was just used to fill up. Like when someone was like, maybe, you know, Josh trying to do his little rant and forgetting what he wanted to say there at the beginning. And he just sat there and go, you might throw a few F-bombs in there to make it sound like there's actually something content coming. The Smothers Brothers. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah. So I know that's always boring. It's like, well, according to the dictionary, but in this case, the dictionary actually provided some interesting clues about how explicit language actually kind of came around. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I wonder, like, why in the whole music area? I mean, yeah, you only see explicit on markdown stuff when it's like, so, like offensive language. And stuff like that. Trigger warning. What? what? <laughs> he did say trigger warning. He said explicit I'm, language. I'm no, no. And then he said offensive, and that's when I said trigger warning. Oh, <laughs> great song. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and honestly, what maybe was marked as, and this kind of goes back to the whole darkness conversation, what was marked as explicit maybe five years ago, probably is not marked explicit now. Right. What is marked explicit now would have probably been rated X before. <laughs> I never. Is there? There's a yeah. Is there X? a thing? No. Yeah. There's got to be. Oh. Okay. So story uh-huh. time. Story. Story time. When I was a young lad. Oh. So when I was about twelve, thirteen. Oh, this is real young. Uh. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Shut, Josh. <laughs> Making it sound like I'm in my sixties. Um. Uh, so anyway, so when I was like twelve, thirteen, you know, my dad. Um was fighting cancer, brain cancer and that. And one of my aunts was really helping us out and she would take us places. And this is back when, you know, tape decks were the big thing (laughs) (laughs) before CDs really took off in the cars, you know, the CDs you could find at home, but not really in cars yet because they would still skip anyway. So she would had this one cassette. I don't know the artist, 
but I remember the first 10 seconds of it because she'd pop it in after rewound and goes, this cassette is rated X for sexually suggestive material. (laughs) What? (laughs) And then it kicked in and yeah. (laughs) But nowadays, guess what? That would be on the pop station. Just yes, it would be just there. Yeah, There'd be wow. no uh, warning ahead of time. <laughs> nope. That's wow. I My goodness. Yeah. So I remember that being, you know, from growing up that they actually used to bark that on X, uh, uh, X rating on cassette music. <laughs> uh, oh, how times have changed. Yeah. <laughs> but that still, that comes back down to language is around culturally a lot of things, how we do. And it changes with us over time. Right. And one of the things I came up that I found was interesting. So George Carlin, you know who he is? Comedian? Famous comedian? You don't know who George Carlin is? <laughs> no. Nope. I feel sad and alone here now. Dude, You know, I was listening to the Smothers Brothers for comedy. I know. Okay, I'm an old man. I know. And Smothers Brothers are older than George Carlin. Although yeah. Carlin's dead. Um, anyways, so in 1972, he did a famous I'm, – I'm actually surprised you guys haven't heard of this. He did a famous like comedy uh, bit. It was called The Seven Words That You Cannot Speak on Television. So, oh. you know, it was the seven words that could not be said on television, whatever. Of those seven, only – and this article is from 2014. Only three today are not available to be used on television. That's wild. Yeah, I did. I did see that in your notes. Yeah, I just didn't look up who that was. <laughs> oh, I feel old. <laughs> so, what are the three words? I I honestly didn't look those up. I didn't care to look that up. That's oh. okay. Well, what the heck? <laughs> so, the, you know, and and in that same article, they quote uh, Jackie Summers. Who is an author and and that person actually I know you're both shaking your head like I have no idea who that is, but they actually have the same concept that I do, where language is nothing more than a combination of sounds and letters, aka symbols. You know, that's what language is, and they do not have intrinsic meaning. And so Jackie Summers postulates that curse words are simply words and are not at all that or and are not unwholesome at all. Hmm. Yeah. They postulate that. I'm not saying I support that 100% because mm-hmm. I, I still come at this from multiple ways. But, but but say what you just said again. Say it again. Say what I said again. Yes. <laughs> I wish I had a repeat button. But, okay, so Jackie Summers, mm-hmm. words, language mm-hmm. are combinations of sounds and letters. Correct. Okay? So because of that, curse words are not necessarily unwholesome. Because they are just a combination of words and letters because we're giving meaning to this combination of words and letters. And when you look at how Fanny here in America is not seen as anything other than just a description or another word for the gluteus maximus and overseas in Great Britain, it's seen as something very offensive. Then what do you call a cuss word? What do you? I, that's that's, that's <laughs> a good question. Uh, I cuss, well, a curse is different than a cuss. Yeah, right. 
What's different from a cuss to a swear? Right. So is it necessarily the word that is banned or is it the meaning, the meaning or the intention behind it? Yeah. That's what I've been thinking about all day today. My brain just blew up. (laughs) (laughs) So so what have you been thinking about, Mr. Johnson? Well, I was was like, take him. Um, (laughs) um, I was talking to my mom about uh, just about, well, I guess, your typical swear words or whatever earlier today. Right. I was like, so what do you, I mean, what do you think about it? I was like, because, I mean, it's just, well, some of the words have the same meaning as, well, like, I don't know, like, but, you know, or donkey, I guess, whatever, whichever one you want to use. So I was like, does it matter if you use what, I guess, as a society would see as a worse word? Then, you know, would it be worse to use that word or what? Or why is it bad to use that word compared to saying but or donkey or whatever? And I don't think. She does see that as bad. It's just, I mean, on how you use it or how you, what you call somebody with that word. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. But that's, I've just been thinking about that. I was like, so what, I mean, yeah, what makes it so bad to say these words that are viewed as bad? Right. Maybe it's, maybe it's not. It's, it's, I was just thinking about it because. No, just say no, I don't doing it. You're not I don't want to think about that. Okay, <laughs> right? Um, when the Bible says don't swear, you know, don't use cuss words and stuff. I think what it's referring to is since words mean different things in different cultures. I think it's more of don't say something that is going to make you look unholy to someone else in someone else's eyes. So if we have certain words in America that represent certain things, we shouldn't say those because that means we are aligning ourselves with unholy uh, thoughts. So then how my mind would translate that, Paul, you're giving me that look. Is no, go on. We should not saying the type of words in Great Britain that are offensive to people over there because then it would align us with unholy thoughts to them. Wouldn't necessarily be unholy to us, but we want to be a light in this world. And therefore, if that causes us to not look like a light in someone's eyes, then we shouldn't say that. But then you can take it a different direction too. Okay, I'm going to ask a question here then. Uh Uh-oh. So I don't know if this pastor still does this or not. So I, I can't speak to that or not. Um, there used to be a pastor out in Seattle, Washington, Mars Hill Church. Do you know who I'm talking about? Mm, nope. Mark Driscoll, the cursing pastor. Oh, no. Uh, he was famous. Like I said, I don't know if he still does or not since, long story short, Artill eventually shut down. He was kicked out and he went away for a few years, came back as a new pastor for different churches, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know if he still does it now in his current ministry track, but beforehand he was called, he was known as the the cursing pastor where he would curse and swear from the pulpit all the time during his sermons (laughs) in an effort, you know, to reach young men. What? Yeah. I mean I, I mean, I can see where he's coming from from that, but interesting. That's an interesting way to go about it, that's for sure. Yeah. So, was the method that he took 
correct and allowable, even though the language he was using was, as you would see, it would be, as Josh just defined it as, not leaning towards the light. Yeah. Unholy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I'd have to hear some of his sermons and yeah, see I'm, how he used it because that's interesting. Yeah, it, that was a big thing, uh, maybe 2013, 2014, around that time period. Oh. <laughs> I thought he was about to say, you know, 20, and then I was like, what? And then he's like, 13 to 14. I was, I thought he was about to say 13 to 14 years ago. Yeah, no. that's what I was waiting for. I was no. Like, uh. <laughs> no, because I don't recall it at all. Yeah, no, he was a big, like, big mag- mega church pastor. They had, like, I forget. They had multiple campuses. I, my brain wants to say 15, but that sounds like too many. But they, they were just all over Seattle. I was going to say, you shouldn't necessarily have to use a certain type of language to attract different people because God's word will do that all on its own. Mm-hmm. So for him to think that using vulgar language would bring more people on, if it worked well i'm pretty sure those people are still using the vulgar language um i work with some people and when they use vulgar language they don't use it in a loving way whenever it comes out it's always coming out through anger and anger and those words definitely don't show any light coming out of someone's soul so could you ever use vulgarity non-angerly yeah to show light. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't think you could, because like I said, you know, society paints certain meanings behind these words. Mm-hmm. So when you say these words, you're, you're, you're telling your thought process, you know, in, in stuff when you say them. Now I can, I can understand some people, not as necessarily that it's right, but we all know somebody who has had to use vulgar language on the job. And, him being a um, uh, was a police officer, he's retired. He had to use it in order to get people to take him seriously, which is unfortunate when you have to use words other than please or you know this and that. <laughs> I mean, pull over, please. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> what, no, when it when it comes to trying to. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. No. Um, but when it comes to trying to get people to cooperate and he would have to use these words, it would show that he had more of a position to be asking people to do these things that he was requesting. And the the person that he was dealing with would then acknowledge, am I making sense to you? You're giving me I mean, a squinting of eyes. Y- yeah, but just, I'm just kind of confused. It's not like you have to. It's just a tactic to you know show intimidation or scare somebody into something. And that's another thing. Um, he didn't want to, but okay. to get his job done so, as a police officer, he would occasionally bring those words out. I said, did he notice a difference then, after you like while using, I guess, language from to people? From what I talked to him, yes. Oh, interesting. He said he had to use it to get people to cooperate sometimes. Wow. Huh. I've never never thought about that before. But again, those words were used in a context of authority and uh, a way to create some level of, you know, you need to understand that I am above you. So, again, authority. Huh. 
Huh. Mm-hmm. Creaky creak. Yeah. Creaky creak, Josh. No more creaky creak, please. We got to get some new chairs. Yeah, we do. Got to get some nice chairs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, that does really you know speak to the point of, is it necessarily the word or the meaning or what you're trying to do behind it? Because personally, for me, ultimately, what it comes down to, you know, when you get beyond the whole what is language question, does it does it take the Lord's name in vain, basically, you know, one of the commandments? And when I think about that, okay, and I see Aaron's yeah, like no. kind of like eyes like, well, well, what? Like, what, what's going on? Obviously, you don't have to say, you know, God, whatever. It, for it to be taking the Lord's name in vain, you know, sometimes even taking some of those those languages and those common cuss and swear words do it still because of how it is. But this brought up interesting thing I was reading, again, from another article I was reading. Yay, I love to read articles. Where they brought up the idea that we're also guilty of violating the commandment of not taking the Lord's name in vain by just saying sometimes reflexively going, God bless you. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, you're not thinking or reflecting on God's holiness at that time. You're just saying, I acknowledge you sneeze. Yeah. Yeah, I've never, I, I don't say God bless you when I hear people sneeze. I know, that's fine, but like. Um, I just say bless you. I know like uh, my mother <clears throat> every single time. So like when I'm getting over uh, sinuses. And yeah. I'm just sneezing, like sneeze, sneeze, sneeze. It's like five God bless you's in a row from her. <laughs> what is she really saying? Oh, you sneezed. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> I had a teacher who was a little weird. He just, he would always say Kazantite. Yeah. Well, Kazuntite. What, what is that? Kazuntite. Kazuntite? Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know off the top of my head. I'd have to look it up. Oh, it's called Google. I, Let I me Google that. that for you. Okay. Um, but, but notice, none of those words had any swearing in them. But yet, was that still breaking the 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 spirit behind the law of you know don't use God's name in vain. Yeah. That that's a good question. True. And by the way, Josh, since I did have to Google that for you, a Gunzuntite is from the German Gesundite, literally health. Huh. Aaron sneeze. A two. Health. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. I feel better now. <laughs> so that's that's what Gazuntite means. So. I'm gonna say that next time you hear a coworker sneeze, it'd be like health. Like, <laughs> what? Gazuntite. Yes, Gazuntite. Dude, they'll be like, what? It's <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so excited to do that now. <laughs> because you're you, sir. That's why. <laughs> True. So, and you you start looking at some of the language stuff like that, and you just start looking at it a whole different. At least for me, I look at it a whole different way. Like I'm reading the, some of the notes you wrote in here, Aaron. <laughs> no, they're good ones. So don't don't be. Oh well, yeah, so I didn't have any. Uh, I guess stuff from websites. Although I have a couple links in here well, for the, stuff, but yeah. Oh, no, that's fine. Um, but I think you kind of hit the nail right on the head with one of your phrases here. Oh. It's like people have created their own meaning to the words we knew we know as swear words. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, that. I was like, look at that. Johnson hit the nail right on the head. No, well, I was gonna say, I, I. Whenever I hear someone use a, a swear word, a cuss word, it's never in the actual context of what it means. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
So even even then, when people use it, they're not using it in its literal form. And I had a buddy um, in high school, and uh, he goes by the name Mr. Caramel. (laughs) Aaron knows what I'm talking about now. Okay. And he used to drop the F-bomb. And I looked at him, and I was... I was, I just, I was like, sex? And he's like, what? I'm like, well, that's what you said. I mean, uh, yeah. So yeah. just, just, just a problem, you know, for dropping the F-bomb. That's what I did. I, I just, I had fun with it because so I always got a reaction out of it. Did you ever notice that you said it less or no? No, I never noticed. Oh. But I, but thinking back, I, I don't think I could remember. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. But <laughs> Yeah, I it's I don't know. It's um, for me, like language or like hearing people swear doesn't really bother me. Um, it doesn't but, bother me either hearing people no. swear because uh, I hear it all the time at work. Oh, you know. Well, it, yeah, true. It kind of props at me when I hear somebody go, "Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I go to church every Sunday. You know, I got a strong relationship." Mother, and then you're just like, wait, wait, what? what? Wow. <laughs> I almost okay. thought I had to bleep that there. <laughs> um, maybe I'll bleep it just for fun. Yeah, right. You but but no, I, I, I Josh swears. <laughs> I'll just sit there and I'll be like, you just said you were this, you know, honest. Wow. Every Sunday, got a strong relationship with the Lord, and now you're just dropping cussing swear words all over the place. Can't make mistakes, Josh. Well, you can make mistakes, but then when mistakes. you hear them do them daily, especially yeah. when they're angry, then it's like, well. I'll say the only time, I guess. That's that's when it kind of props me. Um, when I hear someone that I don't, well, yeah. When I hear someone swear that I don't normally ever hear swear at all, like for me, that's just like a sign like, uh oh, something's probably not going well. So like normally, yeah, when I when I think of language, I do think of it as an either a very like an angry or some kind of sort of being upset thing going on with somebody. Yeah, because most of the time today, people use it as an emotional response. response. Yeah. yeah, response. They don't they they use it to show that they're really angry or you must do this now. Right, yeah. Which comes back to retired policeman, you know. Yeah, yeah. You must do this now, so therefore, bleep, 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 bleep. Right. <laughs> I doubt it was that many strung together knowing him, but. <laughs> well, you never <laughs> You know. never know, but. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I've, I've caught myself using explicit language before. I was going to say, we're, we're all guilty of it. and yeah. it, But see, I don't, I don't know. I don't really, I don't know. I've been having like this whole thought like, is it really that bad? And I, like, I, this is I how you use it. See where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you're looking at it is, is what it actually means. Yes. And then you have other people who look at it and go, well, they don't even care what it means. They just say it because it, it just flies out of their mouth. Um, and then, what was it? I use, I don't, I don't, when you have a, here we go again. Oh boy. Uh, I can um, add on uh, to the intro. Yes. <laughs> More material for the intro. <laughs> okay, Mario. Okay, Luigi. Wait, um, I'm I'm the older brother. Here we go. Um but whenever you have a, a something that surprises you or you know you're just not ready for it, you 
people will tend to catch themselves saying a word. It doesn't necessarily need to be a cuss word. It can be it can be kind of anything. Um, but a lot of people, it is a cuss word. Um, it's just kind of the thing. And I guess the question is, why? Bob Saget. <laughs> Bob Saget. Fart knocker. Oh my God. Christian swear words. Yeah. Fart knocker. Was it Tim Hawkins? Yeah. That's it. That's Tim Hawkins, name. Christian swear words. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I guess the question is, why do those words roll off our tongue? In a moment of surprise, in a moment of sudden, you know, you know, you're just not expected. And it's not like, oh, you know, you get bad news. It's like, oh, something or someone comes barging in the room and they scare you. Why do those words roll off people's tongue more than anything else? Because you hear it a lot. You do hear it a lot. And, you know, when those things happen, you something in you just responds. You're not thinking with the logical part of your brain necessarily. The emotional part is responding. And it's going to respond with the easiest and first word that it thinks of that maybe you have used a lot in your vocabulary. I, mean, I guess, yeah. So, you know, something you hear a lot, something you use in your vocabulary a lot. Now, let me ask you is this question. If a, uh, a young youth group kid came up to me and says, hey, I swear a lot. How do I stop from swearing? It's just, it, just, it just comes out of my mouth. How would you guys stop yourself from swearing? Oh, I could tell you how I have. Do you want to go first, Johnson? Or do you want me to? Or do you even have an answer? <laughs> you go first while I try and remember know what my answer is. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so like everyone, you know, went through my lovely little time of swearing. Did my mother ever hear me swear? No. <laughs> mother never hears. <laughs> no. That's the most important one right there. Just like I'm sure your mother has never heard you swear, Mr. Johnson. Well. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it was at least once. Oh, no, yeah. They, they, my parents have heard me swear before. But I remember <laughs> sleeping in the living room on the couch. And I had a Charlie horse. In my leg. <laughs> and I remember waking up and I was just like, oh. And my mom was like in the. <laughs> she <laughs> put her hand over your mouth. Like right next to me. I was just like, I looked at her and like, I mean, she was, oh man, thankfully she was, well, yeah, she was sleeping. So she probably didn't hear me on that moment, but you well, probably I, just, I looked at her and I was like. <laughs> or she pretended to stay asleep and just started praying. <laughs> Forgive him. <laughs> he knows not what he has done. <laughs> But no, yeah, I've, I've had my moments, but that's uh, those Charlie Horse moments were definitely never fun. Well, again, that comes down to that sudden surprise emotional yeah. part of the brain where it's just like, <laughs> but you know, so back when I was in high school, you know, try to fit in with you know high schoolers, being yeah. a stupid idiot, gotta be cool, man. Yeah, that's what I thought. You know, I was being an idiot again, like I said. Uh, and of course, I swore. And when I started coming to youth group, especially a lot more. I was like, maybe I shouldn't be doing that, <laughs> especially being on the worship team in that. It's like, hey, you know, this isn't right. So it took time because I had to consciously like capture not yeah, capture every word I would almost say. You know, even in those moments of surprise, I'd have to literally process the word before I spoke it. Sometimes it still happens. Because sometimes something just happens so surprisingly or so suddenly that your brain doesn't have a chance to catch up. But that's usually, that's how I did it. it I took the time in where I literally said, okay, before I say anything, I need to let it sit and marinate for a brief second in my brain. 
is this right or not? Then say it. And it's, it's not foolproof. That works for me. And that works for me mostly because I like to think on things before I necessarily say them. I don't just typically speak off the cuff. All right. Johnson, you ready? Your cheeks massaged? I don't know. Like, just like clenching. I don't know why. <laughs> My face cheeks. How tired are you? <laughs> what? Are you really tired? No, I'm not tired. Oh. It'd have been better to do this tomorrow because I would have been less tired. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but, uh, do you, you need a second? Are yeah, you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Right, I'm then bo- go for it. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I want those boots. Um, what? <laughs> it's, never mind. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, pretty much just honestly what Paul was kind of going off of, just being aware of what you're talking about or what, not what you're talking about, what you're going to say when something happens. Or for me, it was just whenever I would, uh, I guess, swear, I would stop and be like, oh, I just said that. And then like think of what was going on at that moment that caused me to do it. So if I ever came up to a moment like that again, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's true. Because sometimes if you can't catch yourself, you can catch yourself after. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I, yeah, after it happened, then I'd be like, oh, well, this is what normally likes to come out of my mouth when this happens. So next time something like that comes up, I'd be like, huh. And it's not a 100% thing no and and it's not something that happens instantly either it took it takes time it took me years and i'll admit it you know something that happens still my brain is still instantly as um as our pastor says my brain instantly goes to those bowling words the bowling words (laughs) he calls he calls he calls cussing is wearing bowling words but like instantly like anytime something goes wrong my brain still hits those but i'm like nope i need to filter them out and not say them. And and that's, and that's still bad. I will readily admit it for me. That's really? still bad that it's still there because that's still part of my heart. That and, yeah. Well, yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. We're made imperfect. So we'll never be able to, to get something down a hundred percent, but getting it as close to a hundred percent with the goal of trying to honor the father. No, can't go wrong with that. No. Why is that dishonoring though? What? Just using this. Well, what's considered now as a swear word. Like as in donkey or butt. Why is it dishonoring? Yeah. If it's just a word. Why? Yeah. So the way I kind of look at it, I'm trying to make this as easy for you to comprehend as possible. <laughs> well, no. So that also, it translates well over audio. Yeah. Okay. Um, because this could get complicated. So as Christians, we're God's children. Okay. We're also supposed to be representatives of God and um, I guess you could say shine his light, you know, in the world. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, spread that light, all that stuff. When we swear, this is again, how I'm saying it. You don't have to agree. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying you have to agree on this. This is just my perspective on this. It's like, we're tarnishing that reputation of God because we're supposed to be that little representative of it here on earth. I see that. You know, I mean, I, I get that. Yeah. Like, but I, now, like, I don't agree with the people who say, oh, if Jesus were here today, he would be swearing. I was like, I don't think he would be. I'm sorry. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I say it's. Well, what, what is swearing? Again, we come, that comes back to the beginning of the conversation. Yeah. Exactly. Because, you know, swearing is a word 
that culturally has a profane backing behind it. Yeah. So would Jesus be using something that is profane? Probably not. I'm going to go on and say. I mean, I guess if it's. And remember, it says that we are of this world, but we are not to be. No, no, no. Hang on. I said that wrong. I mean, we're in. We are in the world. We are in the world, but we are not supposed to be of this world. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So so Josh has the wrong version Bible. Is what (laughs) we learned today. How do you know he doesn't have the right one and we have the wrong one? Because Josh is the only one that has that version, so therefore, okay. I don't have a it's version. It's a misprint. <laughs> Quick jump back to my way of getting rid of. Oh, boy. Okay. You, oh, yeah. Um, yeah go on that. I was peer pressured when I started swearing. Like, oh, dude, I never hear you swear. I'm like, oh, my oh. mom and dad tell me it's a bad thing and, you know, I shouldn't do it. Like, oh, swear, swear. <laughs> Anyways, remember, he didn't like looking at scary movies either. (laughs) True. I have a logical reasoning. Okay. Anyways. (laughs) Anyways. Anyways. Um, For me, it's found a different word to insert. I first cut off, you know, by swearing, you know, in general, because I know if anything, um, if you swear in your normal conversations you're gonna swear in your surprises so i said to myself well to 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 slow that down or to to eliminate swearing there's no more swearing in my conversations and by doing that it made it easier for me to kind to filter that word out of my brain so when i did have the surprises come up i interjected different words crap frick you know okay those are the words that I would use. So the swear words don't even filter in. Although like Paul, one of that work and certain employees do certain things, of course, certain words come to the back of my brain that I have to tell myself not to use. So there is that aspect too, that I still, I still have. <laughs> that leads me to a question then. The question is this, because, because you brought up uh, Tim Hawkins earlier, Tim Hawkins and uh, Christian cuss words, Christian swear words. Are those any better necessarily than full-on cuss words, full-on swear words? Yeah, that was. I mean, that was going to be my because you're, you're using substi- the, you're using them as a substitute. Yeah, it's still you're still in the same mindset. It's just a different word that's filling in that area. So right, you're. you're it's the attitude. It's the attitude, the meaning that behind it, mm-hmm. and you know what is really going on in your heart and mind at the time. Yeah, if I say the word the, but I'm. F- Substituting that for the word F, you know, the F word. Yeah. I'm still giving behind the same meaning, but I'm using a nice, clean word. Well, a word that's seen as a nice and clean You're word. right. But then is it a bad word to use? That's, well, that's what it I've It comes back to the meaning. What is it being used for? Yeah. If you're using the word frick instead of the, the other word, yeah. but, it's, but you could easily replace it in the speech with the intended word or you say it. I'm like, Oh, I know what he's saying. He's just trying not to swear. He's being polite. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's no different than not saying the word. So then that brings the question of what do you say? I don't know. Because then that also ties back in, man, whoever listens to this one is going to be like, man, my head, they got this, they got a good point here. They got a good point there. Do we though? What? <laughs> Welcome to Tangents with Josh. You're going to clip that out, aren't you? Yeah, I need a button that says Tangents with Josh. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so if we go from, you know, what is a cuss word? Is it divine? Is it defined by uh, society and culture? Or is it, is there a generic cuss word throughout the whole, you know, words throughout the whole Bible? Or is it just something that aligns itself with profanity? Is it, uh, this is all the stuff we've just talked about. I know. And, and Aaron's it, giving me the eyebrows. That's why I'm saying that. Well, and that's the thing. There's no simple definition for it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's part of the whole conversation is how does this impact your daily life? Because again, again, I like to read articles. Yay. Mm. You know, in this article, they're talking about how cuss words from maybe the 70s no longer are necessarily cuss words nowadays, and they don't right. mean exactly the same things. Well, I, <laughs> I found it interesting as I was a kid growing up. Well, no, okay. As, as I was a kid, I had to go use the bathroom. Yeah. You know, somewhere out there I heard, you know, someone had to go take a piss. Yeah. And I remember saying that. And my mom's like, don't, don't say that. That's not a good word. But now when I say it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's okay for me to say that. So it's like almost like you graduate with what you can say as the older you get. <laughs> just like with like things you can see and do. It's just like, well, now that you're older and stuff, well, you talk how you want, I guess. It's like not saying that that's how it is. How how'd you describe profanity before? It was your, your what words? Bowling words. Bowling words. Yeah. And say for me, I'd call it car words. Car words. Car words. <laughs> words yeah. you say when you're alone in the car. No. Or working. When you're really car. upset with the car that you're working on. Okay. Or motorcycle. Or motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've heard both. Yeah. 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 So you yeah. walked in on both too. Yeah. yeah I did. <laughs> I completely forgot about the motorcycle one. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what was interesting while going through this, yeah. <laughs> there's, I don't know if you've heard of this. There's the word of faith movement. Mm-mm. No, nope. They believe that certain spoken words have special spiritual powers. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. This is not so, Skyrim. <laughs> so we're talking like modern day witchcraft and wizardry. Uh, but no, this is in the Christian movement. <laughs> so they believe certain words have spiritual power, special power. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I've not heard of that. Okay, so I didn't know if you had heard of that or oh. not. So th- that got me to thinking then, again, I'm adding another item into this wonderful ball of wax here that we've built up with no clear definitive answer. Great. Uh-huh. Um, do we maybe... Not do we. Are we maybe like the word of faith people in that we ascribe these cuss words, these swear words, certain powers that they necessarily don't ever have, and we give them too much power maybe in our society? Oh, for real? I, Man. Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying we take something and we add to it. We're giving something more power. Like we're giving the swear words power. Yeah, are we that, giving it too much power? Yeah. As Christians? Just, Just in, in general, general. In society. Yeah. So I guess I guess I guess the next question is is what is the power we're told? When you say we're giving it too much power, well, what is well, the power? Are we is it like are we saying so, it too just much? Just socially. Just socially. You know, socially. You know, like we, we say, you know, you shouldn't say that in polite society, you know. Or in a public yeah, yeah public setting. Um 
So you, you know, that was just something that came up because so there's that word of faith portion in the Christian religion. They say these special words, whatever they are. I didn't look up these words because I didn't care. Okay, but they're like these are special. They have special spiritual power. Are we doing the same thing with cuss words? Saying these cuss words, these swear words have special societal power. Right. You know, oh. I, I don't know. It's just, again, another thing I'm throwing into this ball of wax of thoughts. Right. I'm going to go home with a headache. Are you now? That's unfortunate. Can I add to it some more? Yes, yes. please do. Sweet. <laughs> oh, no. So this is from Oxford Dictionaries. So, you know, Oxford University, Oxford Dictionaries. What is... Oxford. Oxford, yep. What is the... Oxford. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Josh? <laughs> Continue. I need the enforcer here to slap you. No, no, no. Okay. Vulgar. That's a word derived from Latin, and it means of the crowd. So vulgar language, of the crowd. That's a Germanic language. That's what's considered improper, right? Uh-huh. So basically what they're saying is what, whatever. Wait, 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 wait. So it says those words that we now call swear words have acquired their power to offend, at least in part because of a long-term cultural prejudice has taught people to view the French vocabulary of the conquerors as elevated and cultured and the Germanic vocabulary of the conquered as distasteful and crass. Josh has a completely blank stare at his face now. On that note, guys, we'll be right back after we take some... uh Advil. All right, bye. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Dude, Josh, all of a sudden, just first thing I was like, "Wait, do we really have to stop now, or what?" No, oh, Josh, I just gotta decided. take a piss. Hey, don't say that. It's not Josh, a polite word. That's a very Germanic word. Oh <laughs> my god. Uh, no, but for no, you what? Really need to? Yes. Okay. okay. Well, I'm going to do what Josh does and use substitution. <laughs> Josh, go drain the lizard. <laughs> go drain the oh lizard. man, I can't say I've heard that before. No, yeah, I have. What? I've definitely heard that. I've never oh. heard that before. I've definitely heard that. I've, I've, it's just I've, been a long time. Wow, it's been a minute. Go, <sighs> run. Now I'm gonna eat a donut. No more drinks for Josh. And we're back. Josh has finally gone tinkle over there in the little boy's room. So, see, I use another word substitution there for you, Mr. Brewer. I should have seen that one coming. <laughs> yeah, you should have. Yeah, I, I also thought of saying, Josh went just went wee-wee. Oh, my God. <laughs> don't, don't use that one again. Don't use that one again. <laughs> or, or did he go boom-boom in the toilet? Boom-boom-boom. <laughs> Drop oh, the kids off. Here's the one. Whoever, if you guys haven't heard this before, next time you're at work, use it. Especially if you're close to a guy. I just took the Browns to the Super Bowl. Why would see if they understand what you're saying? Why oh, a guy? Why a guy? And why do I have to be close to them? Yeah. Like close to them like we're good buddies or close to them like physically close? Like we share a cubicle. Hey, I got good. good buddies. Cause are you really gonna walk up to somebody and start talking about your poop? I don't do that. I don't are you even gonna talk to a girl about your poop? No. I don't. no. I don't even do that with anyone else that I know. Period. Okay, Aaron. What? <laughs> so we learned something about Josh today. Wait, what? What do you mean? We learned that Josh's favorite topic at work is to talk about his bowel movements. Yeah. <laughs> Clever just, things to oh, say. 
I, I am. I am. <laughs> you, you brought this on yourself. You brought this on yourself. I did. Okay. As long as you realize that and admit to it. <laughs> anyway, we're back again. And so about language about now. Yeah. yeah. And, and jo- uh, Mr. Johnson brought up something interesting while we were, I won't bring up the specific topic. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, 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 while we were <clears throat> waiting for Mr. Brewer to finish. Intermission. Let's just call it intermission. Yeah. During the intermission. During intermission, it was, you two had a wonderful discussion. No, it was Brewer's Tinkle Intermission. Yes. Yeah. Got to have some kind of title to it. You're going to put a tinkle button on there, too? No. No. no? Oh, okay. You're so extra. Because, <laughs> um, <laughs> Aaron, if you think about it. I'm not going to. Nope. No so. thinking about that one. Okay, Aaron. Anyway, I will mute him, and let's have a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, like, okay, let's say you say something, and you don't have any, like, bad, you know, intent or meaning behind what you just said, but somebody else views it as bad and sees that, will see something bad out of it. Like, I don't know, what do you do then? I'm assuming you're talking not so much maybe swear words, maybe something. Well, I mean, any. well, I guess, uh, yeah. Because swear words, you're going to be able to see the substitution typically. Yeah. Like if you're saying going along saying frick, oh, I, yeah. I know what that substitution Dude, is. See, I, yeah. My or was, if you're saying like, because I know you, if you're saying Bob Saget, I know what you're substituting in. Wait, what am I substituting in? I don't know. I'm not going to say it. I don't swear. Come on. Oh, wow. Go on. I going to say the substitution in my mind is substituting a word, a clean word that doesn't have any profanity tied to it. So if that word doesn't even work as a word to replace a word with profanity, then what word can you use? Because in my mind, I'm not thinking, oh, I'm going to say the F-bomb, so I'm going to throw out there, frick, you know? Again, it comes back to what is an expletive. It's a word that's used to add emotion to the phrase. Boom. At least, at least how it's used current culture, right? You know, in current culture, it's not being used how Webster defines it. So my word was always fudge. I always yeah. like to say the word fudge. I've said that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I started saying it yeah. copycat. Yeah, but anyways, it's back, back to your uh, little statement yeah. question. Like th- this is how I interpret it. Okay, and okay. maybe you weren't interpreting it this way, but this is how I'm interpreting it. I'm interpreting it as what if you say something, and for whatever reason, in my head, I think it was like, oh, Johnson just told a dirty joke, and he right. didn't even realize it. I'm not going to say the word, but I'm thinking in Texas when we were walking around Texas, and you saw a little sign, and you're <laughs> like, what? What is that? And then I, I literally was like. Oh, you poor innocent kid! You don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, I knew what that mean uh, meant, and I had to explain it to you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not going to say the phrase because I don't want to embarrass you. <laughs> Although certain people know what it is, I don't. So yeah, I know you'll hear on it after that. This <laughs> all right? I, but I don't. But, but that's what I think of. You know, maybe okay. you say something when. And maybe I'm misinterpreting, but when I when you say your statement that you're saying, that's mm-hmm. how I'm interpreting it. So if you say something, and I'm like, oh, I took that in my head mm-hmm. as a sexual joke. Right. You didn't mean it that way. No. But yeah. because of my experiences. Right. Knowledge. The things that I did as a youth that I do regret. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait, that 
triggers this memory, this memory, this memory. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's a dirty comment without even trying. Right. Yeah. Is that, I mean, gosh, what do you do with situations like that? I mean, would you just have to be like, Hey, is this what you meant about that? I'd be like, no. And then I guess it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it clear things up and make sure that everybody's on the same page. Well, yeah. I mean, especially if it's someone I'm close to, I right. can do that. If it's someone maybe like, you know, I'm walking down the street and I overhear that conversation. I'm not going to go, Hey miss, did you really mean this? That would be creepy. I <laughs> know. Uh, <laughs> that is when you get pepper sprayed. <laughs> Our grandma pulls out a 1911. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, that went escalated quickly. We went Man, from pepper spray to 1911. That's pretty. I mean, gosh, getting shot for your thoughts. Goodness. Oh, thought police. Mm. Yeah. I know. That's that's Mr. Brewer. You're not remembering that? Never mind. I remember. Kids were playing the knockout game. Okay, that's a knockout game. Oh, I know, but I was just like, you never know what you could get hit with. That's what I was saying. Well, I hope nobody decides to shoot me for being stupid. Well, Uh, that would have happened a long time ago. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it would have. Um, Anywho, but I mean, but that is a valid question. You know, what do you do at that point? If I, maybe if I say something that, again, this comes back to that whole cultural thing. If yeah. I go over to another country and say a common phrase and they take that as an insult, right? it's the same thing. What if you say something or I say something and you take it completely the other way because of your own cultural and background and historical settings with those thoughts? <clears throat> It's just so much. It's not a clear black and white issue. No, it is not. There's so much gray in it, which for me kind of sucks. I hate gray. (laughs) I hate gray. (laughs) Let me rephrase it. I hate, I love gray, the color, hate gray and things like that. Oh, in topic setting. Yeah. I was thinking this. (laughs) (laughs) Nice one, Aaron. Nice, nice, nice. Aaron, thank you. I know my hair is gray. (laughs) It's okay. My hairline's apparently receding. So yes, that, that made me laugh. <laughs> Is it? I don't. I I've never noticed. I, don't know. uh, I noticed it when we were going to Grand Rapids. I looked over to the side and noticed like how his hairline was going back. Well, I was gonna say it does look a little farther back up there, but I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've always thought it's just how you you know you you swipe your hair so you have no hair that no, weighs down. No, 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 no. It's like the roots are. I, I'm going to have to compare it to older photos. But enough about my receding hairline. Now, hey, apparently. you're talking about my gray hair. We could talk about your receding hairline. I just want to move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you got a receding hairline potentially too, Mr. Brewer. I mean. You can go bald. Hey, you can have like the monk look. Uh, hey. no. <laughs> the toilet bowl look. I will, I will shave my head. <laughs> oh, if I ever start going like toilet bowl monk look, I'm going bald. You're yeah. going Mr. Spick and Span. Speak and span. We all, the only problem is I can't grow a good beard to balance out the ball. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I'll look like a cue ball. <laughs> wow. Anyways. So, wait, where were we? <laughs> we're talking about you making sexual references and jokes and not so. you not realizing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I probably happens a lot because I don't know a lot. You <laughs> don't know how many times I sit there and shake my head. I'm like, oh, he doesn't even know what he's saying. Again, though, that's because right. of all the stuff that I did when I was younger that I regret. <clears throat> right. So, which mm. Paul's experiences shape his uh, perception 
on the things that you say and do. Right. Yes. And, 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 what, and that's why I've told it. And I know I've told you this many times. I'm like, I am glad you're so innocent. On yeah. Some of these things. <laughs> yes. I'm also scared that you're that innocent on some of these things. <laughs> because some of the things that you say, I'm like, if I, if it was anyone else, I would know that they knew what they were talking about. But you, it's just like, no, 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 no. It's like, oh, he just made this very crude sexual joke and he doesn't even realize it. <laughs> this is wild. What? Oh, my goodness. Like, if it was our mutual friend, I would know he knew exactly what he meant. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Maybe I'll learn someday. Probably you know what? Not. Don't rush into it. Yeah. <laughs> but then what if I say something and then I'm in a public setting and then just like, something like, ah. To be honest, in our current culture, no you would one, just get laughs. No one would probably bat an eye. Oh, okay, well, then I'm fine then. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> now, that doesn't mean going and doing karaoke night. What? 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 Never mind. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> Wait. That- don't go do karaoke nights. Yeah. I can't sing? No. Thanks, Josh. What? Josh? The one thing this podcast has shown me is how my thoughts are a little bit more in depth in than depth. I make them seem. So I'll process how everything connects. I'll say something, and then you guys are like, "What?" Yeah, you like, need to, you need to give us backstory on things. I know, I know. But then, but we'll, then that turns into a rant. Yeah, we just don't. Whoa! That. It turns into rants, and then it turns into that. <laughs> an it turns intro. into an intro. There, yeah, true. Entertainment that you didn't even realize was multiple takes cut together into one. I didn't. That's how often it happens, guys. I everyone knew about it. It was great watching. Um, uh, how do you say? How do I want to say her name? TJ. TJ. Just she just burst yeah. out laughing when she <laughs> heard great. that. Oh. Yeah. On Wednesday, she just, I, she was cackling. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was great. And it wasn't even finished. And she was just cackling based on Josh going, uh, 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 uh. So, uh. <laughs> you never job, did figure Josh. out that word, did you? That you're looking for. I honestly don't remember the conversation that well either. So I couldn't figure it well, out if I did. I think that was like three quarters in by the time we got to I'll that have to listen part. to that episode and I'll tell you if I figured it out. You know. You both should be listening to all the episodes so we can all learn. Yeah, Josh. I make it a point to listen to every episode while editing, after editing, before posting, and then after posting. So, yeah, any more thoughts on language, restraining it? Because, I, and really, this if you think about it, this is an extension of the whole, in a way, in a way, this is an extension of the darkness one a little bit. And then the next week's one will be an extension of this even more. Wow! Yeah. Um, no, I. I don't know. I guess just like is there, uh, and I'm not looking for solid answers, obviously, because I keep throwing these different things onto this ball of wax of language, and right, it's just yeah. things to think about. It, it no, it is. It's good. Um, I guess just uh, I don't know, from like a Christian standpoint, like I love how you rolled your eyes. <laughs> well, just, oh, goodness. I know it's not, just you. Not even, I guess, not even as like a for a Christian thing, yeah. Because like most people see, I guess what we know as our like swear words are bad, right? So coming back to that Germanic and French based language, yeah. So I guess 
generally, I don't try to use them personally. I mean, yeah, there's the times they come out. Then also, like, the other thing, I don't know, I guess my other thing with language, I guess, is it's not that I see it as it's, like, it's bad, but it's just annoying, like, how much it's used. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like there's no other words that you can think of that would be better to use in this situation than that kind of thing. So it's other than being, like, I guess just mean, like, just rude or whatever. I mean, I see it more as just annoying. But, uh. Oh, go. No, go on. Oh. Uh, um, but yeah, it's, I guess, I don't know. For me, I, yeah, I guess I just wouldn't tend to use it just to be out of respect for, I guess, majority of people. Because for some of the words, like if you're using the words as it for like, I guess, how it was originally meant to, suppose, to be used as, mm-hmm. like I don't see any issues with using said words in that way. Um, but I guess that's, I'm wondering if that's and this is where I get more on the whole like Christian level from a Christian perspective. Like, is it okay to use those words more just on your own in like your own home? Because the majority of the people see it bad. So, because but then there's like the whole thing is like, oh well, you do this at home, but you're different, you know, out here. So, yeah, and also it's one of those things of if you're using it at home, you're still reusing in your head and everything yeah and it becomes part of your bad again is it bad <laughs> these are the questions mm. it comes down to how much power is culture giving it yeah you know because so now now okay okay now let's say okay yeah the culture gives it that power but what if you don't personally give it like this power that you know that it well has? it individually Okay, so individually, like we talked about, like if uh-huh. you say a statement and, you know, I'm like, okay, that, that translated in my head to a sex joke, but it's yeah. you didn't take it as that. Yeah. I get that. But culturally as a whole. So you need to be th- sensitive. You need to, to be sensitive about that because culturally as a whole, there's going to be things that are going to be out there that it's going to change every 10 years. Right. What is and what isn't a swear, cuss, vulgar word. So. Yeah. Political would, correctness. Would you say? Uh, I want to say political correctness, but would no. you say that as a whole? So, would you say society or the culture is accepting of language now? I think no? of a lot more. Yeah, there's certain language that culture doesn't accept nowadays. That maybe used to be accepted. And okay, I'm right. So I'm gonna like go. What? This is where I was going going with that. Okay. Um. Again. Never, up, uh, never endorse insulting people. But back in the oh late nineties, early two thousands, you know, always the joke. I guess you could say, especially in like teens, you know, you're gay, whatever. That was a big joke oh, thing. Okay, yeah. now you do that, you're, your career is ruined. Right? Yeah, you're in big trouble now. That went from being a joke safe word to, and I say that in quotes. A joke yeah. in quotes, yeah. um, safest word to now one of the biggest insults because you're potentially insulting someone's lifestyle and how they live right. and identify. Makes yeah. sense. You know, so you have those phrases that come in and out. Um, again, this article is reading, you know, they're talking about in the 70s, you would never hear the F word in public. Never. True. And now you hear it 
everywhere. All over. I mean, really, the only place you're not seeing it is over-the-air news, maybe. You know? Yeah. And that's maybe about it. Everywhere else you're seeing it and hearing yeah, it. Yeah, there's, I guess, yeah, over, like, you know, like TV and stuff like that, where I guess... I don't know. They still censor that out. They, yeah. they they bleep out the mouth even if they're talking. <laughs> right. So you can't so lip read. Can't see anything. So. But yeah, and uh, so, I, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. But I mean, the culture itself gives these words its power. Yeah. And we ebb and flow and move with that culture as life goes on. So w- would you say then, you know, you should live your life at home personally the same you would live it, I guess, Outside, like, because there's things you do at home that you wouldn't do in public, right? And so it might not necessarily what, be the wrong thing either. Yeah, I'm, but society can view it as being wrong. Yeah, but what's the pers- personally where I see it? Yeah, especially, especially being a Christian. Yeah, I see it as consistent across all realms. Yeah, I need to be consistent no matter where I'm at, home, right. church. With office friends, with church friends, uh, with the pastor, with the local garbage man, <laughs> alone at home with my dog. Right. You know, I need to be consistent because if I'm not consistent, I'm basically allowing myself to conform to wherever I'm at at the time instead of conforming my mind, my heart, and my goals and lining that with God. I'm instead allowing myself to morph and conform to the areas where society is putting me in at that time, where they'd be at work with friends in a social setting. Mm. That, that makes sense. That That's my thought on it. And I'm not saying you have to take that as your thought. No. Yeah. I, I will say I agree with Paul on that. That makes tremendous sense. I get the whole consistency part about it. Yeah. I mean, it allows you to be an honest because uh, believer. Too. What happens? Okay. What happens if, and this happens, your work friend Maybe all of a sudden transitions into someone you see at church. And all of a sudden they're like, you're two different people. Or you invite them over to your well, house. Okay, now what if, now on, to go farther even into that. Yeah. Like what if it's just you while you're alone, but then as soon as you have company over, then it's just like, bit. I mean, obviously stuff's going to slip out, but stuff will slip out wherever you go. Right. It, but it, it'll it, slip out even more. When you allow your health, your your health, health. yourself, <laughs> yourself to have two or three sides, two. Wow. I mean, so if you act are. one way at home, act a different way in public, and then act another way at church, it's, it's going to allow. Depending on what you do, yeah. if you, if you swear in public and at home, the chances are going to. You know, rise well, not, up more for you to swear at church. I said, well, yeah, I'm not going to swear in public. It's literally just all on my own. Well, but then why would you swear on your own if you don't swear in public? Because there's nothing wrong with it to me, to a point. Well, no, not well. No, it's how it's used. Right. The words themselves mean nothing to me. But now, so if you're by yourself at home and you invite someone over and you find That's, yourself using the words. I, okay, yeah. Now, I know you said you would use it by yourself, but not. But right. what I'm saying is, and this is where the consistency comes into place. And this is what I was saying before about swearing. And when you eliminate something completely out of your life, the chances of you going back to that thing are very slim. 
But when you allow certain parts of things to stay in your life, it'll still stay there all around. So it's not like you you have, you know, a card, you know. You have the face of a card and then you have the kings on the other side. You know, you're going to have the face and the kings on both sides in reality. So you swear at home, whatever you do at home, it's going to carry into the external. Yes, I'm using my hands. I use my hands. Um, uh, whoa, what am I looking for here? I don't know. What are you looking for? But I, 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 get, I get what you're saying, you know, because when you do that, mm-hmm. you're comfortable doing that at home alone. Right. And then if you invite someone over, you, you might, might let that go. Yeah. Now, again, I, I get what you're saying, how, you know, you're to you, you don't necessarily see those words as problematic. I get that. Yeah. So, again, this is where you need to figure out what that proper balance is. Mm. So what was it? Uh, Luke 6.45, the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of his heart, out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of his heart, his mouth speaks. Okay. So this is where I'm taking it, and I'm saying what you do, what you think, what you say, they all tie in together, so you won't necessarily be able to separate it when you live two different lives because if your mind at home thinks about swear words then your mind in public is going to think about swear words or if your mind at home thinks about um, whatever it may be um, from uh, lust to uh, alcohol to if there's certain idols you know your mind's going to carry that wherever you go it comes back to the wonderful principle your sin will find you out because you're engaging with that at some point and it's going to pop up somehow. But I see where you bring an interesting point to the table because you don't see it as a sin and there's not a good, uh, there's not a good um, dictation that says what it is and what it isn't on the lines of it being sin. So I can see where you have a valid point with that, you know, especially as we create all these questions. Right. <clears throat> yeah, because if you, if you want to take a look at some of the stuff, you know, in uh, let's say Ephesians, Ephesians four twenty nine speaks about allowing no corrupting talk to come from our mouths. But if, if you think on that a little bit, um, corrupting talk, it says we should replace that with a speech that is good for building up, as fit for the occasion. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily saying certain words. It's saying. Speech is giving to build up. Yeah. Could I potentially see some swear words being used for that? Personally, for me, it's hard to see that. Okay. Well, per- personally, I said yeah. personally for me. Yeah. There might be instances where you could see that. Okay. I'm just, I'm not even going to the whole thing of either bringing something, someone down or lifting someone up. Right. Just a casual talk. Right. Oh, I, yeah. I get it. Yeah. But yeah, these are still things that we should always, you know, consider. Anytime we're talking, is it building up or is it tearing down? Yeah. I can, I mean, I can see for some words how, yeah, it would be difficult to see anything but tearing down being the outcome from it. Right. I suppose. But but again, it's not coming back to individual words. It's, it's, it's the meaning and what, what's the, 
the heart behind the work. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, that, 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 that's all folks for me, at least oh. for you. I was going to say Matthew twelve thirty six thirty seven. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. So how I see it is I align with Paul. I'm just kind of wrapping it up. I align with Paul on the consistency part. Um, because if there's something that could float along the lines of carelessness, well, if I'm going to be judged, I'd rather not float along the lines of carelessness. I'd rather be safer than sorry. So that's that's where I see it. So, I mean, if it's something that might not, you know, as in you're putting it, be a bad word. So why why can't I not use it? But if right now we know from what we know from the Bible and from the teachings that it gives us and from society that those words would be considered careless, then I would rather not speak them. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and I'm not going to judge someone who swears because I don't care if I hear it. It's not going to affect me personally. Mm-mm. I prefer not to, but it happens. Okay. Right. You know, and I'm again reading from articles because I love reading. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one, this caught me by surprise. And it goes back to like these, uh, these other phrases like that say that like try to use a swear word in the middle of the phrase to, show that people care more about swear words than maybe like the poor and the homeless or whatever. Mm. And so this person, um, the name is, it's an author, Addie Zierman says that she details a tactic that she uses to help determine whether a Christian friend she is sharing with can truly empathize with her troubled experience. She uses Intentionally, she intentionally uses a profane word as she begins to describe her pain. She says, throw out an expletive and see if you get the look. Watch to see if the person shifts uncomfortably or looks down at their hands. Then you know this. She says, this is a dangerous Christian, the kind that will not be able to handle the truth of your pain. And that's true because how many people... If you use language that maybe bowling words or <laughs> salty language or whatever, salty. you know, they might get uncomfortable. Yeah. And then they're, they're more concerned about that word than they than are what is happening to the person. Interesting. That's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah. Cool point. Mm-hmm. And we should be more concerned when dealing with people. What are they going through and being sympathetic with them and helping them and empathetic than necessarily the language? That's true. Especially if it's a non-Christian. You know, oh, absolutely. Because then all bets are off on language. It doesn't mean I'm going to use it. No. But, just, but yeah. all bets are off. doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not a factor in Thankfully, how you interact with whoever. Interact with whoever. Can you add more spaces in between your words? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so that, you know, that ultimately that's where I come down to. It's language is a series of symbols that we give meaning to. And as a culture, we give these series of symbols power to have a definition and we therefore give these certain definitions power as being explicit 
or vulgar. A word is not necessarily bad or good. It's the intent behind which it's used. That's how I summarize it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. Well, I know you are because that's kind of what's in your summary too. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it is. I know, I know. I know. And you know what's funny? A lot of this article that I've uh, been referencing about this vulgarity not necessarily being the worst, it actually comes from the North Carolina-based Christian Research Institute. <laughs> Which Wild. threw me by surprise. <laughs> this, uh, this article here, uh, it's by Richard Poupard, P-O-U-P-A-R-D, um, and it's featured on The Bible Answer Man by Hank Hanegraaff. Hmm. Interesting. And, that, and that's where they're talking about, like, hey, you know what? Words... A lot of it, we're just giving the power to it. And when it's not necessarily the word that's bad, it's the meaning and the power we're giving to it. I just found that interesting. Questions. Good questions. (laughs) A lot to think about, isn't it? I see what you did there. What did you do? I dislike myself for saying that. If you think about it. Josh, anything else? No, I think that's it. I think it's time to call it a wrap. Johnson, anything else? No. No? Nothing? Mm-mm. Okay. Just disgust. Just disgust. For myself. <laughs> well, because you're thinking about it? Yep, that's why. <laughs> so we are, um, as always, available on Facebook, Spotify, iTunes, Radio Public, uh, SoundCloud, Pocket casts. Pocket casts. Although I think I'm going to pull the SoundCloud because we keep, we're not even halfway not even halfway through the month and we hit the free limit. I don't want to feel like paying for another provider. Uh, that's true. <laughs> so I may pull the SoundCloud one. Um, with that's okay because that's only one person listening. Oh, wonderful, Mister PH. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, dude. <laughs> so you'll have to listen from through iTunes. Speaking of which. If you have an Apple device, or to rephrase it, if you don't, if you listen, please go to iTunes. Find us on there. Use your words podcast. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Share it with your friends. And again, if you want to give us one star, that's great. Give us one star and share it with your enemy. So that way you can torture them. (laughs) We appreciate it. We will torture your enemy for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That includes, even if you have an Android device, create an uh, iTunes account because unfortunately, as I was talking about with my buddy over in Grand Rapids, there's no way to leave a rating on Android devices on Google's own platform or anything like that. How unfortunate. Yeah, Yeah, very much so. So you have to go and create a, well, we would like it if you would go and create an iTunes account and leave us a review rating. I see downloads are happening over on iTunes. Just iTunes won't show me how many. <laughs> so we don't know how many of you guys are uh, faithful listeners. Well, like I explained, iTunes has very weird criteria if they report it or not. They only report about 50% of the listeners, period, and only if they have up-to-date iOS devices and only if they have up-to-date iOS software and only if they opt in to have their stats reported <laughs> for listening. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, so many requirements. So Apple is kind of, you know, because Apple loves privacy, so that's why. <clears throat> so privacy is nice. Yeah, privacy is nice. So yeah, that 
that's it. So please leave us a review. Leave us a thing. Um, email address is uywords at gmail.com. Website is uywords.com. We're on Facebook at Use Your Words Podcast. And Aaron last week finally got me his social media stuff. So that is now public out there on all the social media, on all the show notes. That was like two weeks ago. I could have swore it was t- oh, two weeks ago. I probably shouldn't do that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you shouldn't swear. Come on. You can do better than that, Aaron. Even you can do better than you. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye.